Hi, Bad Science fans. It's Ethan. You know, we've been doing this show now for a year, and it's our anniversary today. So I just wanted to say thank you to all the fans with this little song. It's been one year today, and I can't believe hey, that we're... Hey, what are, you, what are you doing in here? Oh, sorry, Brett. I was just singing a song to the fans saying thank you. For what? For listening to the podcast. What podcast? What? Bad Science. What are you talking about? The podcast that we've been making... I thought we, year. we we canceled that show like six months ago. No, no one told me that. I've been putting it out every Tuesday. I thought that and it getting was, guests in here and we, scientists who canceled it. We haven't been paying you for six months. Have you noticed that? No. Yeah, I've been complaining about that. I thought if you noticed, we hadn't been pay- you. The you show's over. What? You could have just told me that. You assume that because I'm not getting paid, I'm just going to stop coming in here and doing the podcast? I, I, I came in here, I told you, no more bad signs, just good signs from now on. I thought you meant you wanted more factual stuff in the show. No, the show, there's, we're doing other shows now. Okay, we need to have a serious talk. Bad science. Did the movie get it right? Bad science. Or will we have to fight? Bad, bad, bad. Hi, everybody. Welcome to a very special episode of Bad Science. It's our one-year anniversary episode, podversary. I should have come up with a name for that, probably. Podversary is cool. Okay, podversary is cool. (laughs) Uh, And that voice that you're hearing was our first guest, and now our one-anniversary guest. It's Reggie Watts. Hi. How's it going, Reggie? Uh, The hilarious musical revolution uh, that you are. Oh, why? Why, thank you. I'm glad you read that off the card. Yes, um, I'm very happy about that. By the way, did you? I don't know. Probably okay. Humphrey Burquist. Okay. Uh, yes. Brett, you got that? Humphrey Burk. We got to track him down. Yeah. Uh, Reggie, great to see you. So glad that you're here and can't wait to talk to you about Star Wars The Last Jedi. Copy. And copy that. 10-4 out. And we're going to go right to our cohort today, Maggie Williams. She's a systems engineer at NASA's Jet Propulsion Laboratory. And in 2013, you were a barista. Is that correct? Yes, that is correct. Okay. Both things are true. Fantastic. Mm-hmm. Do you want to talk about the space part of Star Wars or just the coffee portion today? Uh, probably the space part. Okay, the space part. I think part. that's why you brought oh, me on. Oh, yeah. Oh, right. True. Yes. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's true. true. Yeah, I forgot that's about true. that. Um, so, yeah, yeah, let's start with the movie, guys. Did you see this movie when it came out? Because I will tell you very quickly that I thought I saw this movie and I was like oh yeah I like Star Wars The Last Jedi I remember that and I was thinking of uh, Force Awakens and then about 15 oh, minutes oh, into watching this I was I like very different. so you're going to have to refresh me a little bit but I will remember <laughs> okay I hope that you do uh, I had never seen it before so for me I was like so surprised and excited all of a sudden and loved it I really had a great time with this film hmm. okay yeah. you know what actually now that I, now I think of it I thought it was The Last Jedi oh no The yeah. Return of the Jedi Oh, okay. <laughs> that's 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 where I got it wrong. But I'm still going to remember. Go ahead. Both Jedis. I mean, honestly, that's on them for putting the word Jedi yeah. in both no, films. the same thing. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Come Revenge on. Less. It should have been called, like, Red Salt, or, like, one of the parts yeah. that was very it, just this the movie. The Blue Milk, right? Yeah, yeah exactly. Blue Milk? <laughs> blue oh, milk. I didn't know what that was. Anyways. <laughs> um, so, yeah, what, what did you think of the movie? Did you see it when it first came yes, out? Yes, I just... saw it opening night. Wow. I was okay. pretty excited wow. about it. So I walked I. away a little, like, not too happy with it, but now I'm a fan of it. Did you have the it. regular uh, like issues that fans had? Kinda. With it? I was just upset that they killed off everything that they started in the Force Awakens. You know, totally different director, totally different vibe. Oh but, you know. yes, right. 
This is the movie that ends how? Just so I remember. This they end. Help. Luke dies at the end. Fades off into the sunset. Yeah. Battles Kylo Ren via yes. hologram that he creates, yes. force, if you will. Force oh, and projection. that's the force projection mm-hmm. gram. Oh, for, yeah, force mm-hmm. projection. Right, right. And then, uh, yeah, and then the uh, the assault on the salt plane. Right. Yeah, is that, oh, salt is that right? Yeah, yeah, red salt planes uh, all okay. going forward. Okay, great. And, yeah. I'm with you. Mm-hmm. I'm back. We're back. Mm-hmm. Um, Okay, so wait, what else did you, because I'm very curious about this, because there was a lot of people online, because I didn't realize after watching, I was just like, oh, this is all fun and great, I love it, but there was a lot of backlash on this film. Yeah, well, I definitely was in the camp of wanting Ray to have, like, some sort of back, like family backstory tie-in, mm-hmm. and, a lot, oh, and then right. in this movie you find out she's just nobody, and so there was kind of some backlash of she should have, like, some place to belong to, but right. I don't think, like, the Force can come from anywhere, like, it doesn't yeah. have to be a Skywalker. That's thing. true, the kid at the end also seems like yeah, a, the broom right, kid. maybe a nobody, I mean, I don't know. Star Wars, uh, I don't know everything, but I, it looks like he's just a yeah. random kid that can move a broom, so that's cool. He's yeah. got the force. Yeah. Broom moving. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, yeah, I, I, I mean, I had no, I, have, I don't really have a problem with that, just because all possibilities of people's existences exist, mm-hmm. therefore, like, why does it have to be? Yeah. Yeah. So, so details. Some people don't know. They don't know a lot about their, their childhood, and that's what they spend their whole life, you know, looking for. Mm-hmm. So true. Did anything bother you science-wise? Were yeah, there parts that you hated you? there were a couple you? things yeah, okay. that I definitely... It wasn't perfect? It wasn't no, a perfect... I know, right? <laughs> Documentary? I mean, <laughs> I'm okay with some of the, like, hyperspace, like, crazy technology stuff, but there mm-hmm. are some, like, basic things that they kind of got wrong. Okay, so. well, before we dive into that, we got to talk about this Mars quake. Do we have the yes. first Mars quake the on record? The first suspected Mars quake. Oh, suspected. Not, I mean, not we'll never confirmed. Yeah, well, we won't You'll be able to know. confirm it since we just have one seismometer. Oh, it's the first one, you can't so it it's to not like thing. you can compare it to something else. I see. Mm. So you're going to get a data yeah. set. So it yes. could be okay. a Mars yes, quake. Yes, could be very, okay. very okay. highly be. suspected Mars quake. That's exciting. What is that? Yeah. What are the implications of that? Well, that means that our seismometer is working. So now we can, even though it was a pretty small Mars quake to begin with, we think it could, if we have a bigger one, we'll kind of be able to sense how the core is formulated, how dense it is, sort of what it's made of, which is a whole point of insight is to figure out what is underneath these rocky planets that aren't like Earth. Because Earth has these tectonic plates that are always shifting, but Mars doesn't have that. So when you look inside Mars, you can tell what, how it was formed, how rocky planets were first formed since it hasn't changed over time. Whoa. Ugh. Beautiful. That is great. Okay. Uh, keep us updated on that. Can yeah. you explain to us, because we were talking briefly uh, before the pod, and it was very interesting to me, so I'm glad we're, we're here. Mm-hmm. Uh, exactly your job. What's your kind of day-to-day now that you, you, you kick into action when the lander lands? Is yes. that correct? Yes. So I'm a systems engineer as part of the instrument deployment system. So we have these two sensitive instruments. Well, really three sensitive instruments on InSight, but they can't just land by themselves. They need all those boosters in order to land safely on Mars. So then once we land on Mars, we have a robotic arm that picks up the instruments just like like a claw game, you know, like grappling <laughs> things, and then it picks them up and puts them on the actual surface of Mars. That's so, so cute. And so uh, one of my jobs was working with the robotics engineers and the instrument engineers to pick a place that they want to go and then make sure they safely get there wow. once we landed. <laughs> Wowzers. Yeah. Okay. And so how long do you think it'll be till we live on Mars? Oh, I mean, I feel like we'll be able to visit in like 10 years or so, oh, hoping okay. for that plan. But permanent residence, maybe a couple of 10, 10 no yeah, Just a vacation that. home. Yeah. yeah just stay for a stop few by. months. Yeah. yeah. Nothing like a little bit of high doses <laughs> of cosmic radiation. <laughs> I mean, People it's worth it. the risk. You're on Mars, Humans. man. I know. Yeah, you're right. You're right. You're right. <laughs> what are we talking about here? I don't know. Um, well, uh, speaking of uh, getting to Mars... <laughs> They, yeah, light speed, like you mentioned, was like a big thing in this movie. Mm-hmm. So the one thing that I was going to ask about, like, because it happens pretty quick, is that ships come out of light speed, and it mm-hmm. makes this 
sound. It's kind of I don't know exactly how to describe mm. it, but it's almost like a scary sound. It's like mm. a doom, mm. like right when they stop. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? There's there's no sound. Yeah, no. there can't be a sound. Right? <laughs> no, you'd never hear it. No. There's just no it sound. Can't okay. Yeah. You, yeah. What about if you're coming? If you're inside the spaceship and you're moving at light speed, and then you hmm. I don't know all of Maybe a sudden you hear structural stop. things. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, inside there's probably some sort of engine that was running when you were in light speed to stop you. I guess so right. there's got to be some sort of like shutdown. Seems noise. like such a vicious stop. I, I know. Well, it's yeah. I, I do love that. Like, I mean, it's just an exciting way of seeing like ultra speed, then just almost stasis instantaneously. <laughs> like that's right. like whoa, that's a lot of power. Yeah, yeah. yeah. and it is. And it, is. <laughs> it turns out it is a lot of power. It is a lot of power. <laughs> yeah. I will say, I will say one thing about vacuum of space and noises and stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, did you ever see the Battlestar Galactica series? Yes, I did. I love the detail uh, that they had when you would see the ship. Like there was a scene where Starbuck was maneuvering a ship mm-hmm. to drop a payload of bombs mm-hmm. on Cylon and Cylon territory. And uh, and they would they would uh, flip to the pilot's point of view and they're still they're wearing a space helmet in the vehicle. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you would hear the the thrusters going off and you'd just hear like this just a little puffs of air. And just like, you know, maneuvering it. And then when they would be firing their cans it would be like just super, super mm-hmm. low because all they're feeling is this vibration inside right. the, the headset. And I mm-hmm. love that detail. And so mm-hmm. the space battles were silent. Mm-hmm. But interior shots of hearing the, the sounds and then the exteriors didn't have any sounds. Pretty cool. Love. Yeah. Well, smart. speaking of that, I mean, dropping things. So, you know, in the first scene of this movie, they start out with those bombers. They kind of like come in yes. and they're going to drop these things oh. on another spaceship. Yeah. But that doesn't make any sense at all. No, not yeah. at right. all. Not at all. No, not at all. Everything, <laughs> there's nothing that would be pulling it downward. Like, there'd be a tiny amount of four is pulling it down, but not not nearly enough to just drop things in space. Everything's just floating That's inertially. That's so weird. Yeah, so. such an odd rule to break there. I, I'm yeah, gonna, I'm gonna watch that now just to see that part. Oh, it's no, also it's so dramatic. Totally World and War II esque scene sense. right there. I know. Yeah. <laughs> they're all they're like, drop these bombs, and then they start dropping, and then they just float aimlessly <laughs> away in opposite directions. No, <laughs> we missed. <laughs> <laughs> it's like I don't understand what's happening. Uh, there seems to be a problem with gravity. <laughs> We didn't foresee. <laughs> it's like, what is the problem? There is none. <laughs> yeah, that was pretty. Yeah, they had to like arm them first. They had to like turn mm-hmm. them all on, and then right, they just dropped them almost as if yeah, there was going to be somebody parachuting. Also, like yeah. no attention to gravity at all. No, mm-hmm. yeah. but yeah, I didn't catch it. So I mean, I guess it's just kind of you get wrapped up in the action. Yeah, it does. Yeah. The actual drop happens pretty quick. I will say that. Mm-hmm. But I mean. It's a serious shot. It's like, that is the shot. Mm-hmm. It's just a bunch of bombs dropping, so it's pretty obvious. Yeah. Um, uh, dreadnought. Uh, at one point, he said he's. we have to prime his dreadnought, and I just didn't know what that was, so I looked it up. Do you guys know what dreadnoughts are? Can you please? Uh-huh. I mean, I hear them used in science fiction often okay. as mm-hmm. giant behemoth things. Yeah. yeah. And uh, it's Right, yeah, a ship. A uh, type of battleship. Introduced mm-hmm. in the that? early okay. 20th century, larger and faster than its predecessors. Oh, so and it's equipped, like a real thing. Yeah, oh. entirely with large caliber guns. And then the second definition, which I thought was great, is a heavy overcoat for stormy weather. Oh, I see. Hmm. Yeah, so it's just like kind of like the maximum heavyweight thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, 
I see. But I, I don't know, it sounds like British or something, a dreadnought to wear a dreadnought if it's like bad out. Oh, know. yeah, dreadnoughts. Like, do you mind if I uh, wear a dreadnought? Oh, yes, yeah, so you don't have to dread anymore? <laughs> yes. Never, never, never haven't you to worry about the dread about the rain. The dread of the rain. The dread of the rain is now vanquished. <laughs> um, and then the other one that got me, which I'm, it's so funny even that I'm just catching, I'm learning vocabulary from Star Wars. Yeah, I love but it. they said certain things, and I, and I have my subtitles on, so I'm like, what the hell is that? You know, I'm just writing it down. But the other one was a, a rabid cur, he says. Like, he compares somebody to a rabid cur. What is that? C-U-R. Didn't know what that was. It's an aggressive dog or one in poor condition. Ah, a dog, a dog in poor condition. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> it's like, what condition is it? Ah, poor. Poor, I would say. Poor. He's not well. <laughs> He's not well. I wouldn't take him, but you should. Don't you think there's something between poor and well? I mean, it seems like such a huge jump. Well, uh, fair condition. Uh, okay. My dog's fair condition. Yeah, okay. Um, okay, so Kylo Ren in this movie takes off his talk box thing. Do you know oh, what yeah. I'm talking yeah, about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so my question, and again... As a non like huge Star Wars guy, love Star Wars stuff. I don't know everything. Why does he have that at all? If he can just, because I think like oh, Darth the, Vader um, has it when his because yeah. his voice is all messed up or his face is all messed well, up. Well, he just wants to be like Darth Vader, right? He's, that's he's his exactly. Grandpa. That's got to be like, what it is. That's the only reason. Yeah, yeah. that's I pretty crazy so. to me. Yeah, I th- yeah. I, th- yeah. I think I think he grew up playing <laughs> Vader, <laughs> mm-hmm. and he wanted he to even be like Vader. has the mask like, in his closet, and he like talks yeah. I mean, to if it. any of us, if any of us did that. Now we yeah. would just be viewed as crazy. If you show up to work and you just have a talk box uh, thing because you think it's cool or you love Darth Vader, people are going to ask you about that. They'd have to, yeah, they'd ask you about it. But you know, if you really want to do it, they just have to accept you or fire you. <laughs> yeah, or you're so powerful that you fire them. I guess. Yeah, yeah that's I guess true. So. Yeah, no one could threaten him. <laughs> yeah, totally. <laughs> if I talk like this, can you say that I'm fired? Can you truly say that? Um, no. <laughs> Where else could I work? Also. <laughs> yeah, totally. <laughs> I guess McDonald's. But that's um, the. I, I had a question about the speed of light. I know it's like a just theoretical thing, but it looks always like really blue. It's like shine. Hmm. Is there? Do you think there's a reason why it's so like neon blue almost? Oh, I don't know. Okay. I mean, blue wouldn't really have any significance for like light speed. Like it's not really like it's not one of the ultraviolet things. Okay, you know? so it would just be like a blur probably, or yeah, maybe yeah. I don't know. There, That'd be really hard to calculate. I mean, yeah. I mean, well, not hard. To, well, yeah, hard to calculate. But when you think about like how eyes, how human eyes perceive, mm-hmm. and how light is affected, if a human being were able to go to the speed of light and were able to relativistically look outside and compare what they're doing to mm-hmm. something. Mm-hmm. Or is there a phenomena that occurs if you're in a ship? Like the friction, is there friction? There's probably no friction. But but whatever it is, whatever it is, like there's so many variables. Like the way that the human eye organ perceives light, how light behaves in that state comparatively to this. You know what I mean? Like I think that's fa- a fantastic thing to try to figure out. Yeah. Well, but some part of your house. Yeah, yeah. I mean, when you're traveling, like, the problem with light speed is that your mass would be sort of infinite. Like there's no way you could be sort of functioning the same way that you are. Oh, wow. Um, Even in, if you're in a really, capsule. Uh, I mean, I don't know. I, yeah, it depends on how they're shifting the space around them to be traveling that fast. But oh, there really wow. wouldn't be a way that you're just like sitting out the window and like looking at yeah, it like, and seeing mm, all this. Go ahead, hit it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's so cute. <laughs> like the way it looks. Yeah, it looks so cool. I love going light speed. <laughs> I mean, that's it does crazy. look very cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that is that's interesting. So it depends on yeah the way the way that you're moving at that speed. Right. Yeah, because it's all on the, the the relativity e equals mc squared sort of relation. So it's all like how fast, how much energy you take is related to your mass. So there really would be no way your eyes are working like that. Okay. Wow. Mm-hmm. 
Wow. In space. That's beautiful. Mm. Um, So we talked a little bit about this via email. Uh, Leia basically pulls, like, this. What people were upset about this too, Mm -hmm. I think, where she's kind of just uh, floating in space. Like, she forces, quote, (laughs) she uses the force to get back into the spaceship. Mm I mean, that's just obvious completely. She would get so wrecked in space, yeah. immediately wrecked. She's well, just, I mean, freeze, it's not right? quite immediate. Oh. It would be so. The first thing that'll kill you in space would be you don't have any oxygen, so she'd probably pass out after like 10 seconds or mm. something like that. And the next thing that happens is the water like in your body starts to boil off because the pressure Ooh. is so low outside. Wow. So that would probably, if she managed to breathe out before she went out in space, because that's kind of what divers have to do to manage the changes in pressure. Wow. So if she had breathed out, then she could have survived maybe um, on the order of like a minute if she was like Whoa. totally in perfect condition maybe that's incredible but, would, she, would you get like extreme frostbite no it actually doesn't happen like you don't actually freeze as fast Whoa. as like your organs would explode like I didn't that. know that it would not have been yeah she so sort of like gets frozen right saying. away yeah it's all about the pressure changes yeah, that happen always wow. in sci-fi they show people freezing right away yeah but right that's away. really not the first thing that would happen Whoa. where did that start I'm Whose not fault sure. is I mean, that, space Maggie? is cold, but it's not like it, there's no air in space to be transferring that cold into your body right away. So all the particles are moving so slow. So you would like be cold, but it's not like a cold wind or anything like brushing up on you. So I see. I see. it just happens slower than that. So if she breathes out completely. Mm-hmm. And she uses this force. Maybe her and body would maybe, be okay. And we don't really know how long she was out there. Like, if it really was like maybe a 15 second slow down scene, then yeah, it, yeah. Could, it looked like it slow motion. Like it could have happened what, fast. Yeah, so. What are they called in you know the the the, uh, the things that explain all the reason why the force works? There, there's a name for it. There's a there's a technical name uh, for these like little tiny like they're mitochondrions or something. Mitochondrions. Yeah, or something like that. And that's people were talking about that. In relationship to her being able to do that. Oh, she has like a bunch of those. Yeah, it's like well, that's what the force like oh, all works right. off of this this You're I guess an energy that's mm-hmm. everywhere or whatever. Yeah, but I mean, if you add that into the dynamics or the physics of that particular reality, perhaps sure bi- biologically, like I don't know what that would be a crossover. <laughs> but anyways, what I'm saying is that if it were some kind of a thing that could actually interact with. Uh, with matter or whatever or molecules on, on a level that we don't necessarily understand maybe it's just a safety system that kicks in you know so she's mm-hmm. she's yeah. she she's in that vacuum and a secondary like a redundant system just comes online and totally. then basically yeah. enacts tries to get her to safety i mean that makes total maybe. sense cuz you you could see jedis get knocked around and like they fall and hit stuff and they're okay yeah. so maybe you're right in that adrenaline you know mm-hmm. moment yeah protected maybe. they have like an inner mm-hmm. shield uh, yeah, yeah, I don't know. I mean, an interesting. It's magical thinking, but it's but it's fun yeah. to like. Yeah. yeah, maybe that's what they were thinking, mm-hmm. or maybe they just didn't. They just wrote it like this is cool. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I will say after this conversation, it seems a lot more plausible than yeah, when I saw totally it. Totally crazy. It's not. To- it's not as. I mean, crazy. it would. Yeah, it would have had super. to be like fifteen seconds. So, okay. Yeah, you know. That I can't wait for someone to simulate what it, what a what would happen to a human being in space, like for a sci-fi show or something. Like yeah. that, where mm-hmm. they 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 like, actually sh- they yeah, took all the science super mm-hmm. super serious. Seriously, yeah, that would be interesting. Yeah, yeah. Describe that. Email it to us. Yes, please. And we'll we'll make it happen. Oh, actually, that would be great. <laughs> yeah, uh, CGI experts over here. Venmo. Uh, yeah, yeah. Of course. <laughs> That's easiest. There's a cloaked binary beacon. 
that they're oh, talking yeah. about. It's always, uh, always one of those. Uh, you have a couple at home, is that correct? Thank you. Yeah. Can't find them. You can't find them? Oh, man, so inconvenient. Um, so NASA has atmospheric beacons that search for life. Uh, I read that it says we're in search of molecules uh, that form fundamental prerequisites to life, specifically molecular, molecular nitrogen. So do you know about that? Are we looking for life? Is there anything? Where did it say it was looking for? Uh, I think I was in the it was in the Mars zone here. Oh. I was looking at because I, I was fascinated in the whole like water found on Mars and is there stuff there mm-hmm. and what do they how do they do it? And I thought, OK, that's kind of like a uh, same tech maybe. Yeah, well, they do have a couple of different orbiters that are around Mars all the time and they're kind of looking for atmospheric changes um, on Mars. So you can kind of you're not actually in the ground looking around except for Curiosity it does have a little hammer and they can kind of look at rocks and see what's kind of going on but we don't have I mean that's the closest thing that we have to looking for signs of life on Mars so kind of similar so no no air sniffers no not no no. we are going to be sending that Mars helicopter on 2020 that'll kind of fly around that's sort of similar kind of thing I saw some test flight footage of it Mm -hmm. it's pretty exciting Mm -hmm. wow Wow. I've not seen this footage they test it in a vacuum uh, I'm not sure what have they been testing it so yeah, far. It's got thin, yeah. it's got pretty thin atmosphere, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, they definitely need to test it for more of a Mars-like environment. Wow, because the gravity will be different there and everything like that. So okay, that sounds really cool. And that's mm-hmm. next year they're launching this. Yeah, 2020. Wow, as, as the name says. So lucky. Oh yeah. <laughs> um, okay, yeah, totally. I oh, thought yeah, it was I, I thought it was very funny that uh, the bridge where all the leadership was got destroyed like so easily. Uh, you know, in which in which in ship? Uh, oh, Leia was standing. Yeah, Leia's there, and then I think Admiral Akbar is there. Of course, oh, yes. yeah, somebody else. Yes. It's a trap. <laughs> and like, no, it's, it's no, actually this is for just it is regular. Yeah. <laughs> it's a regular, it's regular just battle. Just <laughs> we all knew it was coming. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, they kind of did, and yeah. it was kind of early in the battle, from what I remember. And they just got, you know, it seemed like there was no extra defense for like the main cockpit where they all are. Oh yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. the command center. Right. So I thought that was kind of yeah. like maybe silly design. And I wanted to just ask if if spacecraft are designed with that in mind, like having the most mm. protected area where the people are. Yeah, no, not not particularly. I mean, <laughs> in space, there wouldn't really be a lot to look at most of the time. You probably wouldn't need like all your important people sitting like right at the front with a big yes, window right. there. Like you'd want to be hiding away in the control room or something, yes. like not necessarily seeing everything because you mostly rely on your sensors out there, not like your eyes. Yeah, so, yeah. right, 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 right. Good call. That's interesting. <laughs> well, and also, if for some reason, because of light speed, maybe because they get to go to worlds so quickly, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. so that they do have light, you know, contrast, like like light coming off of a planet and they can see, you know, sure. maybe there's a, you know, the culture spawns it from the technology. However, <laughs> even in that, even in that instance, you would still take your command center, your nerve center, and you would protect it. To all hell, like like after right? shields fail yeah. and like structurally, it's Put able to withstand a lot. Yeah, because you still need to issue commands. So why would yeah. you? You know, I mean, in destroyers, naval destroyers, I guess the command deck is, it's it's pretty high. Okay, it's pretty high, but I imagine that there are a lot of defenses around it. I would hope yeah. so, because that's just like your brain. That's the brain and. Mm-hmm. Well, why, I mean, if I could design the body, I put the brain where the heart is. Yes, there you go. Thank you. <laughs> right, that's, that's the hardest yeah. part. Yeah. <laughs> the heart is part, mm-hmm. and also I would put them next to each other because you know, yeah, that's the safest spot. Your little cave, cave of emergency items. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. true. 
That's yeah. true. So think about that one oh. where you guys are designing people I'm, for yeah, Mars or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, and I'll think about it too, just for fun. <laughs> yeah, and you can just think about it on your own. Just, okay. When, if you're eating or something, you sure. want something to think about. Yeah, yeah I got it. Let's go for it. Maybe you're going for a walk. You forgot your headphones. Yes. Okay. <laughs> yep. <laughs> they always say in this uh, mil- in this film, and, and I think other Star Wars films too, they talk about the galaxy. They're always saying, like, you're protector of the galaxy or... This is the, you're the best in the galaxy, stuff like that. And does that mean that there in this universe is one <laughs> galaxy? Because we have one, we have a ton of galaxies, right? Oh, we'll just say a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away. Oh, so, so, one so it does limit it to one, one singular galaxy, galaxy far okay. away. Yes, yeah. can't forget. Well, distances between galaxies are pretty vast. Mm-hmm. So I guess it would make sense if you had light travel, then a galaxy is more manageable. Yeah. 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 Maybe. <laughs> Don't need to worry about those other galaxies. Nah, okay. It's, it's too much. I like that. Um, that makes sense. I think uh, Benicio del Toro was great. I just wanted to say that. Uh, I didn't know he was He was the movie. collector? He was like the thief. Um, oh, the master He was uh, in code, met him in jail. Codebreaker guy? Yes, yes. master codebreaker. Yes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's right. That's right. I love how he's playing these hyper characters now. Like he's, <laughs> you know, he's the collector. Yeah. In the Marvel Universe. And then and now he's like this code breaker guy. Code this, breaker. Yes. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. Uh, I thought that was great and just totally surprised me. I didn't know what was going on uh, for a second there. I have a I have a very weird game if you'd like to play it. Okay. It's uh, it's based on Yoda's quotes. Uh-huh. And I was reading some of these Yoda quotes and I thought, oh, you know what? These kind of sound like broken uh, taglines for companies or like slogans or uh-huh. jingles or something. Uh-huh. So I wanted Maggie and I to read like the last line of a typical commercial, which I have written mm-hmm. down for us. Uh-huh. And then I wanted Reggie to sing us the jingle, which is <laughs> okay. which is Yoda's quote. Yoda's quote. So just, okay. you know, Yo, this whatever. Quote. Well, which quote? <laughs> Yoda's quote. Yoda's quote right here. <laughs> okay, so I'll do the first one All to right. exemplify. Right. Yeah? Sounds good. Okay. And that's why shopping for sneaks is a fancy, fancy treat at TJ Maxx. Fear is the path to the dark side. Fear leads to anger. Anger leads to hate. Hate leads to suffering. <laughs> DJ Max. Great. Okay, so that's one. Mm-hmm. So here, uh, read All right. the second one. All right. So come on, you dork. Make a splash this summer with Super Soaker Extreme. Train yourself to let go of everything you fear to lose. <laughs> great, great. Here at the new Blockbuster video, late fees are double. Always passed on what you've learned. Blockbuster. <laughs> oh, yeah, okay, there it is. <laughs> because every day at Ikea, it's free corn dog day for kids. Many of the truth that we cling to depend on our point of view. Ikea. <laughs> Ikea. <laughs> uh, beep, beep, beep. All week long with the new 2019 Jeep Wrangler. Do or do not, there is no try, Jeep. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Bernie Sanders needs your help, so stand side by side with us and let's really break some breadsticks together from your friends at Olive Garden. When you're here, you can't be anywhere else because you're already here. Difficult to see, always in motion is the future. Wow, great, great. There's snaps there for the artistic reading we just experienced. Mm, that's good. I'm glad we figured that out. <laughs> that's for sure. Um, okay, so we are going to take a quick break now and we'll be right back. The break is over. Here we go. Back to the show about science. And we're back. 
here on Bad Science for the second half of The Last Jedi, the one-year podversary of uh, Bad Science. It's a title previously mentioned. <laughs> <laughs> title previously mentioned. <laughs> but <laughs> also, Reggie was just uh, like basically raving with a big glass uh, bottle. You look like you were having a lot of fun there. Yeah, yeah. I mean, once in a while, you got to raise it. You got to raise the bottle? You got to ra- gotta raise a bottle towards the roof. Okay, that's so. fantastic. And that's your... Just you, you live by that, or it's just me. You've always said that, just me. Yeah. <laughs> so you don't recommend other people. That's no, just you, just me for you. Yep. Okay, so we mentioned holograms a little bit earlier. I wanted to know if that like stung you guys as like weird that they because I had never seen a Jedi do this before. Mm-hmm. But at what, the end of the movie, Luke battles Kylo Ren, <laughs> and then it turns out. He's not actually battling yeah, Kylo he's Ren. Yeah, hologram the whole time. Yeah, the lightsaber goes right through him, and it's like, oh, tricks on you. I have been projecting myself with the Force from this other planet. Well, I did like the part where they had all the different people and all the Imperial troops like shoot at him like all at the same time uh, for like a minute. It was like crazy, and yeah. he still survived. I don't know how that wasn't like a dead giveaway immediately. Yeah, he should have at least been curious. Like, like, like wait a minute, maybe I should maybe I know. fight him. And I was like, yeah, maybe we should just I don't know. We should reconsider some stuff. Let's take some time and let's figure this out. <laughs> let's interview him or yeah, something. Yeah, because that's that's a lot of energy. I didn't want to calculate how much energy we just concentrated in that area, but it just seems highly. <laughs> many would say it's a waste. It looks like a big waste of bullets. It was a lot of of energy pulses. (laughs) Um, So, yeah, I just I found that like kind of I don't know. Just it should have been in another movie, maybe, because I just didn't know that was possible at all. Well, they do have to bring in some new things some of the time. It didn't really bother me too much. Okay, great. Yeah, it didn't bother me. I mean, it was definitely I mean, it was cool. It was cool to be like, oh, well, he wasn't there. You know, there's that. But then how could he actually like Mm -hmm. hold a lightsaber and be like wearing clothes and stuff? Well, yeah. I don't know. Well, Well, he also looks different, too. He's like a totally Mm. different like it's not totally him projecting. He looks kind of younger and like. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. And also everybody could see him, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. So if he's projecting, like, let's say he's using the mitochondrial laical <laughs> what is it, what is it? mitochondrial lyrial Lando Calrissian metachlorians metachlorians yes never metachlorian I didn't like <laughs> and we'll be right back <laughs> we'll be right back <laughs> Skippy peanut butters <laughs> um, <laughs> never mind never mitochlorian I didn't like Skippy peanut butter <laughs> Uh, yep, that's uh, future advertising. Okay. Dissociative advertising. Get used to it. Um, no. Uh, yes, so the fact that he was projecting means that if you're using that kind of, again, like the force, and there's this whatever ebbing, ever-present uh, force made of these tiny things. So that means that he would have had to, he, he would either manifest somehow use light in a way like he's able to form light or bend light or reflect light. Right, right. You know, like create a, a sens- essentially like a prism. Like a, like a, like a prism. Yeah, or just like he's, disru- he's disrupting yes. the light flow and it's bouncing back at the various wavelengths to create color and texture and it looks like him. So he's either doing that or uh, he's able to get into their minds and their right. perception yeah. is then yeah. seeing That this. would make more sense in the Star Wars realm to yeah. me. I think but so. Then also why show everybody at the same time and I just don't understand still how he's able to physically interact with stuff was he like were there sparks and stuff I don't think so because the whole thing how you knew he wasn't there was he didn't create the sand dust like the red sand on the Uh, ground he did not move that at all did he have the dice or like give Leia dice he did but they disappeared afterwards but they weren't like with him so that is kind of weird they disappeared like a few minutes later but then how does he fight with the lightsaber too 
Well, I don't think he ever actually interacts with anything. I think he's just like kind of prancing around. Oh, like he oh, does. Oh, they don't, they I don't think there's a moment where they actually hit the two lightsabers oh, together. That's, okay. that's, that's good. Like the Interesting. That, that'll like give that. them extra points for that. Yeah. Because yeah. that's uh, that's a good detail. Uh, I want to see that scene now. I'm yeah, so excited yeah. about that. Yeah. Uh, sh- show it. <laughs> Just run it. <laughs> take a 60 minute no. break. <laughs> what? Fire again! Fire! <laughs> that was basically that scene. No, that was pretty much it. Good summary. That's, that's kind of summarizes Star Wars, to be honest. Yeah. Yeah. We okay. didn't even need, there was no dialogue necessary. Could it's all been. Star Wars. Is yeah. A bunch of sound effects. Um, okay, so I wanted to talk about uh, the Cassini. Do you know about the Cassini? Oh, a little bit. Yeah, their grand finale that they had. What's their grand finale? Tell me Well, they it. did already have the grand finale. Oh, okay. They were around Saturn for many, many years, and they finally had sort of reached the end where they didn't have a lot of fuel to keep their current orbit so they sort of dipped deeper and deeper down closer to the atmosphere and then finally just crashed the whole thing not really crashed but sort of skimmed the atmosphere or like the all the rocks no no it just kind of descended slowly and slowly Uh, until more and more friction grew and then they just stopped hearing from it it just, wow. it just burned it's just out. An elegant, yeah, That's end gorgeous. of a mission. Yeah, like they picked like the sh- like the shallowest glide path. Like 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 the. I think because you know they wanted mean? to still hear from yeah, it as they well they were going as, yeah. as yeah. live as possible. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. like this is the shallowest angle we can yeah. hit. Yeah. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. awesome. Yeah. Um, and it was the same thing that uh, happened in this movie, that they're, like, low on fuel, which I thought was so funny. They harped on it a bunch of times, that they're, like, just following them for a lot of the movie. Like, the mm-hmm. huge ship is like, mm-hmm. we can't catch up to it because the little ship's a little bit smaller, and it's going faster than us. Yeah, I don't know how that really makes sense, because, <laughs> I mean, if they're already both moving, then, yeah. like, they're already, like, in space, so they're just going to keep going the same speed yes. that they always were. Right. So if they can't catch up with them at their current speed, they never will. Because they don't need fuel to keep on their current speed. Mm. Yeah, yeah, so. that's that's true. Yeah, I mean, unless uh, the smaller ship can, the, would the mass matter? Like, I guess it's energy. I mean, and mass. that's only for acceleration, though. Right? Once they're already at their speeds that they are, then they just need. But like, can the ship accelerate? More they quickly? should be. Well, not. I mean, yeah, with the and same force, the smaller ship will be able to accelerate faster. Right. Because so, of less yeah. mass. So right? eventually, the bigger ship, yeah, should be able to use force to speed up to match their speed. I see. So maybe it was just a matter of time, but they made it seem right. like this urgent thing of like, right. oh, when we run out of fuel, it's all going to be over. <laughs> right, exactly. So, when will we catch up to them? In six months. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get them, though. We'll, oh, we'll get them. By then, we'll figure and it we'll out. Definitely. <laughs> we'll have had lots of coffees, many breakfasts. <laughs> Which reminds me, where's my coffee? <laughs> I'm tired. Uh, yeah, I just thought that was, I, I wanted like a better reason, I guess, for them not being able to catch them, or maybe they lost them and then caught back up somehow. But there were so many shots of like the bigger ships behind the smaller ship, and they can't catch up. And I thought maybe, yeah, maybe if they're both accelerating, then like they would need that fuel to keep going, keep staying faster than them. But yeah, yeah, yeah. You gotta may- assume that's maybe. what they're doing. I mean, it's 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 partially. It's partially credible. It's credible. It's just weird. Yeah. 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 Just the way they phrase it. Little, yeah. I mean, it's a plot point, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and then what, uh, like, fuel source-wise, because we're talking about fuel. Like, yeah, what do they use? Right. What were they using? Hmm, that crystal? Sure. What were they mining, remember that? Uh, no. In, um, in uh, the, well, the standalone, Rogue One. 
Uh, or that because they worked at the they worked on that mine yeah. that mined uh, the the energy required for starships. Mm-hmm. Uh, fueltonium. Yes, fueltonium. <laughs> yeah. Hey, exactly. I'm fueltonium. Hey, what do you need? Fueltonium. Got unleaded. I got hydrogen. I've got. <laughs> hey, don't tell anybody I'm here. But if you need fuel, <laughs> I got thorium reactors. Whatever you need, <laughs> I got it. I need hundreds of guys to move it though. Uh, yeah. So maybe you. Don't got it. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I don't know. Do we have like self-replenishing? Like, wouldn't you want some sort of like nuclear something or other to fuel it? Yeah, probably. I'm not really sure. I think they have some sort of yeah mineral that they use in the made-up Star Wars universe. But okay. uh, for us in real life, really the thing that would help us better would be to be able to transfer our water into more of a regenerable fuel source. Okay. Because um, everything, a lot of the sources that we use right now are limited. So you can only take... I mean, you can only use what you take with you. So right, right. That that's a pretty major point for getting to Mars. Eventually, is how are we going to have enough? How are we going to carry enough fuel to get ourselves there and back? So um, we still don't have a way of making fuel on the International Space Station or on the Moon or on Mars. Um, I mean, we have ways we can do it. It's just not really being mm-hmm. implemented on large enough scale to support what we're doing because we do have resupplies that go up to the ISS and re-give it up, give everything that we need up there. I'm actually not sure if they do do some regenerative energy on the ISS, but they do need to resupply a lot of their supplies, so it's definitely not a self-sustaining station at all. Okay, very so, interesting. Yeah, so uh, the solar cells are just for, like, basic systems or something like that? Yeah, for all the power for the computers and everything, gotcha. the life support systems. Oh, wow. Um, That's what the solar cells, cells are for. Mm-hmm. That's yeah, because you do need power for that, but that doesn't necessarily transfer into like energy to maintain oh, their orbit. Right, right, right. That's yeah. propulsive mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. energy. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Wow. So what would we need, or what do we have up there that kind of does that? Do you know? Uh, it's been a little while since I took the class. I did take a class on, the, oh, on space habitation, and now it's not all coming back oh. to me. Oh, well. <laughs> um, I mean, could you go take that class right now? And yeah, we could let me wait. go like, pull we'll out wait. my notes. I mean, we'll just edit it. <laughs> we'll edit it together, and everything's online, too, so like, you can probably just do it on your phone. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll wait. We're patient. JPL's uh, like, where are you? <laughs> uh, well, I did a podcast. Back to school. Yeah, back to school. I, I remember school. something. It started with a Podcasts are like, we don't like how this is starting. <laughs> a podcast sent me on a journey. Nope. I nope. need paid leave. Oh, reflective. Yeah, totally. Uh, we need you at JPL. There are critical things that need to get There's solved. a reason we hired you. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> totally. Okay. All right. Um, okay, I was reading a little bit about dust devils on Mars, mm. that we have them here and that they occur on Mars. Mm-hmm. Do you know about these dust devils? Can you tell me about these dust devils? A little bit. So we do take a lot of images on InSight just trying to capture a dust devil sort of just wow. a little like burst of wind or something that you would actually be able to see because we have two cameras on InSight and one is stable on the lander so it can always take pictures you can kind of flash them together and see how the landscape has changed over time oh, wow. which it hasn't really so that's good so it's a static yeah, shot yeah, that keeps it there and then we have one on the arm and so that one you can kind of flail around wherever um, you want to point it so you can kind of capture like sunrise images or we got really close to the instruments to make sure that they look okay nice. and then you can also take sort of stereo pairs if you move the arm, you can uh, estimate the location of 
above, like rocks and the instruments. Oh, uh, right. So it, those cameras have a lot of use to like see what's going on besides just dust devils. But the, <laughs> the scientists are always excited to take dust devil images and see if they can catch one uh, yeah. in the act. Is it like dangerous at all? Do you think they could destroy some of your No, equipment? really, the wind, uh, we do have on the seismometer a wind and thermal shield. So mm-hmm. it's sort of like a hat that sits on top of the seismometer to protect it. So the wind could have an effect on our measurements, but it's not presenting any danger to the lander itself. Okay. Yeah. How, how do the lenses stay clean? <sighs> That's a tricky or, one. Or they, they don't designed? really stay clean. Yeah, so when we landed, they had covers on them. Yeah. Um, and when we actuated that, we had fringe bolts that actuated to release the covers. Okay. But the context camera that's pretty close to the ground, and it still had quite a bit of dust on it after we opened the cover. Yeah. So they're not sure if some dust was on the top of the cover and fell down onto it, or some got underneath it on landing. Oh, crazy. Because um, we haven't really had one in this particular spot on landing before. So as right. like the as all the engines are powering up when you land, you could just burst, just blow up some dust right in the middle of it. Right. Um, but the, the other camera on the arm is really clean. So uh, it's gotten a couple specs on it since we pointed it straight up at the sky and there was sort of more of a windstorm earlier on in the mission and so there is a little bit more dust floating around. Um, but uh, you think yeah, about it's installing clean. an eyelash? People online have been saying that, but, but I mean, it's, it's not, a lot. It's a very it's complicated, yeah, mechanism, and we don't have anything to clean off the solar panels either. And those are just collecting dust over time, also. Whoa. That'd be interesting if uh, you created a camera that was a sphere. You know, so it's inside. So the lens is actually just the sphere, and so it just rotates. As it rotates, it cleans and mm-hmm. it shows the like the mm-hmm. new part, something like that. Yeah, mm-hmm. What do you yeah, think of that? Yeah, it's interesting. Drop a blueprint. Should we? Yeah, yeah, if you could create a, sp- a spherical lens, like yeah, that would be interesting because the camera would stay in place, but mm-hmm. the lens would rotate around it. It's the same lens, yeah. so you essentially could just like change. I'm surprised there isn't one either of those clean like, or change. just automatic, like you're saying, windshield wipers or some sort of just you know goes around, cleans everything. Yeah, that seems to make sense. Okay, I mean, yeah, I love your 360. Thing, I really, but. I really, I love like thinking about that stuff because it's just like. <laughs> ugh. I love figuring out solutions to that. Yeah, they could fly up just a whole like car wash basically, and then just run equipment through that. I think I think no? run a little bit bigger. <laughs> what? A little bit big. A little bit big. It's yeah. Mars. Yeah, Man, you right. know how much room there is, Reg. Yeah, I know. It's just so much room. Yeah, you can I put whatever it. you want. Yeah. Okay. Sure. Let's do it. <laughs> right. Yeah. Let's scrap the 2020 mission, and we'll no. put that in its place. Car I mean, wash. If, if we have to. Yeah. If we have to scrap it, I think that's the move. Yeah. It's well, it would be a rover wash. Yeah, yeah, it would yeah. be a rover wash. Well, what wash. about the lander? You'd have to move the wash over oh, the lander. Yeah, the washer has to be mobile. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so it'll look like one of those uh, Java <laughs> sand, sand crawlers. <laughs> it's like... Yes. It just like, goes over the thing. It's like... <laughs> <laughs> grease, grease, oil, oil. Okay, moving on. Yeah, and you can put cameras on it, and it can explore stuff. It can no. be multi-purpose. Oh, no. Just the wash. <laughs> just the wash. <laughs> There's different... We send up different missions for one purpose only. One purpose only. <laughs> I mean, at that point, let's just send up like a robotics factory. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. Send up a thing that makes these. Or toys. <laughs> we don't want to be bored when we get there. There's no. nothing there. Yeah, you're right. Send up some ping pong supplies. Yeah, whatever needed. Um, okay, great. So I did some research on things that hover. Do you know about like hovercrafts that we currently have? Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah, yeah, like you the, do? the skirt of air, the air skirt? Uh, I don't or know. Like I only magnet, Like magnetic things that kind of like float you? Is that? Like maglev? I feel yeah. bad because I brought it up and I don't know what you guys are talking about, oh, but these okay, all sound okay. great. Okay, do you tell us what you, what, what do you have there? I, I don't know. What do you have on that? Again, very minimal. Okay. There's a thing called Hover Surf that is going to be around like this month, May or June of 2019. Hover Surf. That you can buy. 
I don't know. It looks crazy. That's the name of the company, Hover Surf. Well, there's that there's that French dude that he was a um, he was like a, a daredevil or some kind of a you know extreme sports person or whatever, and he developed the uh, the flight suit. Okay. It's a well. It's actually it looks like a, you stand on it and okay. there's a remote control. And it's like the Green Goblin, essentially. Oh, my God. So it's a control where he just stands on this deck, and then he hits this button, and then these jets propel him into the air, and he's able to surf in oh, the I air see that. Yes, with a yes, helmet. Yes. And, uh, and he can get pretty high, pretty high, and he's doing these crazy maneuvers, and then just lands right back again. And he also is the guy who created the water jets, where people can fly out Same of the water guy created both? And do those things. Yeah, same guy. This guy's just upset with jetpacks, and I love it. Yeah, but that I don't know if it's I don't know if it's something like that. Like if it's like rocket yeah, yeah. based. Well, I think some of these were they they look more like kind of big drones or like a bike, oh. like a one seater that's also a drone oh. looking thing. Oh, interesting. Yeah, uh, one of them is really cool. They they use it I think in Israel, like for the army uses it, and it's like a little helicopter. It's one third the size of a helicopter. It's called a cormorant. And oh, it I've can seen go, that. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. It goes like really fast. I think it can go up to 150 miles per hour, and it can go like where other helicopters can't go. It can go in like yeah. tiny yeah. areas. It's like the blades are built into the body, mm-hmm. and so it just channels right through the body, and there's like a spoiler on the back. Yes, mm-hmm. yes. Yeah. So it, cool. Yeah, it's really cool, and they were trying to make it into a troop transport, but it is very Star Wars. It looks, yeah. yes, that's what I was going to say yeah. also. <laughs> Super Star Wars uh, inspired, I think. Yeah. So check that out, Cormorant. And Cormorant. Uh, and definitely this one, uh, French guy's name. I don't know his name, but yeah, that, I'll, I'll that find video out. was crazy. There's two guys. There's one guy that has Definitely hand-mounted ones. <laughs> he has hand-mounted ones, like like kind of like a uh, like Iron Man. Oh, okay, yeah. So, but it's kind of weird looking because it's all like forearm. And you have like these weird shields on your forearm Whoa. and structured, and you're kind of like I think the throttles inside, and yeah. the jets are on either side of your of each hand. Whoa! And so oh. you're using that to kind of like you using your body. To use your body. Yeah. Right? Oh yeah. my god! Yeah, it's cool. But I like the awesome. the one where you're standing looks cooler. Yeah. It just looks more. And they could actually use it for Green Goblin. Like if they're ever gonna bring <laughs> Green Goblin, That's just great. seriously Practical do like just thing. dress it up to look like the Green Goblin's thing. But it looks exactly like that. It's insane. Another probably inspired like real thing from science fiction. Green or, Goblin for sure. You know, Green Gobbles. Green Gobbles for gobble, sure. Gobble, gobble. And then there's. <laughs> <laughs> That's their tagline for yep. some reason. <laughs> uh, there's a thing called Kitty Hawk, which is a one-seater seaplane drone thing, which you can pre-order. So if you are if you have a bunch of money to burn, you can get this Kitty Hawk. Uh, go ahead. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, then you can travel just by yourself, uh, I think by sea. And that hovers? And it's a hovercraft. Okay. <laughs> hovercraft. Yeah, there's also the motorcycle dude. He's got, like, the twin blades... And you sit in the middle of it, oh. and they've been testing it on salt flats and stuff like that. But they, there's a, there's so many amazing hover vehicles yeah. mm-hmm. that are being made from like all different angles, like yes, you know, yes. like gigantic mm-hmm. drone concepts to, uh, you know, electric planes, electric hydrogen planes. Anyways, it's it's really <laughs> exciting time for for personal to, I don't know, to innovative alternative fuel source uh, flight. It's mm-hmm. amazing. Yes, tiny flights. Do you have? I just assume, like in your backyard at JPL, you just have a bunch of these things. You don't have to tell if it's if it's a secret. But uh, do you guys like hover around, or are you? I mean, there's definitely a lot of people working on like automated, more like automated helicopter stuff. They're more uh, JPL does a lot of the robotics and sort of automate. Like, how do you orchestrate a bunch of different helicopters like flying around each other? Yeah. That's a lot of their focus area. So, Whoa. Um, okay. 
So there are yeah. sometimes you walk into the office and there's like stuff flying around. Like, oh, another yeah. normal day. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> That's whatever. so crazy. The future. <laughs> Just the future constantly. <laughs> and and I would ask the same question about like rovers and stuff because I know you've been to JPL. I have not been there yet. Mm. But mm. do they have just like test, you know, uh, prototypes of something? Yeah, well, they have the Mars Yard that has sort of the replicas of the Curiosity rover oh, and okay. uh, uh, a cool. couple different, like they have one that's just a scarecrow, so it's just like the wheels of it, so they can kind of like drive it around on rocks and crazy stuff and not have to worry about all the hardware getting hurt. Cool. Yeah. Um, and it is outside, so it kind of, like, they have to cover it up when it rains and things like that. It's like <laughs> yeah. okay. very interesting. And then Insight has a test bed also that's inside uh, in a sandbox, we call it, um, so we can test out all of our flight sequences before we run them on Mars. We always run them through our test uh, test bed so that we can make sure all the commands work as we think that they will. Okay. Oh. Love it. <laughs> yeah. That's my favorite thing. What, uh, do you have a favorite spacecraft, real or Star Wars, whatever you want? Hmm. Well, before I came to JPL, I worked on Kepler, uh, the mission that found exoplanets, oh, and it's yeah. it's done now. But that was one of my it was one of my first spacecraft that I got to command. So that was like wow. it's really cool, and also a lot of people know about it. It's a lot of it's pretty high profile since I discovered so many different exoplanets. Yeah. It's sort of like the pathfinder for uh, all these different missions. So. That's so cool. You're Amazing. a spacecraft commander. I know. Yeah. <laughs> That's so dope. It sounds more exciting than it kind of is on a day to day basis. Yeah. Know? It's just right. like hitting yeah. like enter, but um, yeah. <laughs> So it's, it's like, like the knowledge behind is it. Is this the command? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> is it doing it? Now we have to wait. Yeah, and then you wait 20 minutes. Yeah. See, if it, see if it worked. Yeah. Did it work? I think it did. I think it did. <laughs> so if you just sped it up, like by like like 80%, it would just be yeah. like a high stakes drama. Yeah. <laughs> it's just orienting itself and doing all the things. Like, oh my gosh. <laughs> it's just like playing video games. Yeah. Um, that's incredible. What an incredible achievement. Um, okay. I mean, I think we've... Oh, I also wanted to just say that I cried at one point in this movie uh, when Rose uh, kisses Finn. Uh, I wow. thought that was... I don't know what happened to me, <laughs> but I started crying a little when bit. When Rose kisses Finn... After she pushes him out of the way to, like out of the blaster thing. That, uh, yeah, and yeah. she basically, it looks like she's going to die right there. Mm -hmm. I think that's why I started crying because I think like, oh, we lost her mm -hmm. and I just loved her character and thought she was oh. so fantastic yeah. and it just made me so sad And but she was okay. So yeah. that's, that's nice. Oh, that's sweet. I, I kind of remember that. Yeah. I, I need to rewatch this movie. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. good. Honestly, I liked it a lot. Yeah. yeah. I really yeah. thought it was great. I like when Yoda comes back and he like mm -hmm. gives, gives Luke a little pep talk. It's and a great yeah. moment. He burns down the whole Jedi library. Yeah. Like, Pretty cool. Yeah. Very cool. I love that. Ah, uh, Yoda. Um, okay, well, before we go, uh, we do like a little plug section here, Maggie. So mm. do you have something you want to tell people about, something they should look out for? Oh, yeah. Check out the Insight website. Uh, I'll have to, I think it's, if you Google Insight JPL spacecraft, you should get to it. I think it's like .mars.gov or something like that. Uh, anyway, you'll get all the <laughs> updates there. Uh, so we'll see if we get more confirmed uh, Mars quakes or if we can confirm any that we've already had because they'll be sort of, you see these signals and people are assessing, but it's the first time we're ever seeing these signals on Mars, so it, all the all the scientists will be wow. carefully looking at this data to see is this actually a Mars quake? Um, what can we learn from it? And hopefully soon we'll be able to be publishing some papers and being talked about awesome. what's inside Mars. Beautiful. Yes. Uh, the Reg Man. So happy to hear that. Um, <laughs> well, nothing nothing that groovy, but uh, I I, um, I have uh, what is happening? Oh. Um, well, I'm just making a bunch of dumb videos. Okay, great. And uh, and some music 
projects. I'm just basically running tons of experiments on like production processes just to create a faster flow through, like minimal uh, resistance uh, and maximal results. Great. But also super hyper maxi fun. Okay. So that's that's kind of what I'm doing. I guess, I don't know, I'm doing some festivals. I'm doing the, the festival in Taos. I forget the name of it. Oh, uh, Lay, Lay Line? No, it's something. Ladle. No, Vortex. Vortex. <laughs> Vortex oh. Festival. <laughs> yeah, I'm doing the Vortex Festival. I don't know right. when this is coming. It'll probably come out two years. But, uh, yeah, uh, it'll come out two years. Probably. Okay. Yeah, well, we're going to release the one-year anniversary out of third year anniversary. Okay. So <laughs> I'll be playing Coachella 2020. <laughs> and No, that's it. That's okay, it. great. Uh, I thank you guys so much for joining me. I had a great time. Learned a lot. Um, <laughs> figure this might be one of my favorite Star Wars movies, guys. I'm going to just go out there and say it. I agree. Uh, agri- uh, Andre Agrisi. Agree. Uh, <laughs> Andre Agrisi. Agree. All right. See you next time. Bye. 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 Bad Science is hosted and produced by me, Ethan Edinburgh. Our social media producers are Kate Baker and EJ Gullet, and our X-wing producer is Brett Kushner. Follow us on Instagram at Bad Science Show. That's at Bad Science Show. For pictures of our guests and much more, send us an email at badscienceatseeker.com. That's badscienceatseeker.com. And I just wanted to say thank you so much. This year of making the podcast has been super fun. I look forward to the next year of it. I hope you guys keep listening and keep writing in. It really means a lot to hear how much you guys are enjoying the podcast. So I'll see you next week where we will be talking about the Avengers. See you then. And until then, happy one year anniversary to all of you feel free to buy yourself a gift or your loved one a gift or your friend that listens to the show and really really go overboard you know get them something unnecessarily great and expensive and i'll see you next week goodbye